Hey y'all, and welcome to a brand new episode of I Am Revive. I Am Revive, or Hope, or whatever. Whatever works for y'all, either one is totally cool. But welcome back to a new episode. I am so, I am so thrilled to do this episode because I am talking about my new single, Social Shit, which drops this Friday in two days, November 19th. Today is November 17th, and so technically the the single drops uh, tomorrow night at midnight. But holy shit, it's, it's been a really long time since I released music. The last time I released music was in March, and that was my debut single as Revive. It was called Sahara. Since then, I've released nothing. I finished an EP. It is fully recorded, mixed, mastered. I have it. No plans to release it yet, but that is done. I just so many things have changed since the release of that single, and that's why it took so long to release this new one because I was just, I was out of time. Like, I had no time to really truly sit down in the studio and focus on writing a song, recording a song, planning a release, releasing a song. Since Sahara came out, I moved into a new house with my fiance. It's our first time living together. I got a puppy 10 days later. My commute to my second job at my the dance studio that I work at, that became 40 minutes longer than it was before. And uh, just just so much of my focus was on taking care of my dog and, and raising him. We got him when he was eight weeks old. With the dog, it became hard to kind of go out into the studio for hours at a time because, you know, puppy needs, you know, it's like taking care of a baby. It really, you know, he really needs constant care and attention and training. So now that he's older and, and settled down a lot more, he's neutered now and he is m- much more calm than he was before. It was much easier to go into the studio and, and start really recording again. So Social Shit was written a month ago and I said to myself, you know, the biggest difference from any other release I've been involved in is that they were all so meticulously planned. And I just love this song, so I just want to drop it. And that's it, you know. And that lack of meticulousness, I don't think that's a word, but makes makes sense in this context that just that, that the desire to drop a song because I love it, something I've never really done before. And just do it and not really worry about, you know, a six-month marketing plan and, and just going really crazy into it. Of course, I created a marketing plan and a release timeline and all those things, but it wasn't so meticulous. And that allowed me to really enjoy the last, you know, week and a half since I announced the release of the single. So for this song, I'm not sharing a preview again. Everyone's going to hear every part of the song start to finish when it drops. And I did the same thing with Sahara. I didn't drop any kind of preview. The reason why I want to do that again this time is just because this is such a strong story that I think it needs to be listened to in full in order to understand the context and to get the full scope of what social shit is about. Whereas with other songs I've released, you know, if I, you know, if we gave away 30 seconds of a song, it made sense and there was still a lot to listen to. But any part of the song, I feel like I would just be giving too much away. So I just want it to be listened to in full. No preview. Yes, it makes me nervous, you know, but I did that with Sahara already, you know, a no preview kind of drop and it went really well, I think. So, you know, no preview. 
gonna listen to the whole thing <laughs> all at once and i hope that doesn't deter people from listening to it but i i hope that it more so uh, kind of entices people to listen to it a little more for this track there will not be a music video that i have planned right now i had an idea for a video but to be totally transparent i just don't have the money to to do a video right now they're very expensive and you know taking care of a puppy gas is super high and going to and back from from work it's a lot of gas money and you know it's just the added costs of, of having a puppy now it's you know made made it a little harder for me to do those extra kinds of things but i really hope that at some point i can do a music video for it or you know another single in the future or something like that so no video for this one and the plan after social shit is dropped that was a really weird thing to say social shit is dropped but the plan for after this release is to do more singles i don't plan on dropping the finished ep really anytime soon because I don't really know what to do with it. I have no clue that I want to really plan out. That's the thing that needs meticulous planning because it's a very, it's a body of work that I really feel strongly about. I really feel a deep rooted connection to it. So I want it to be done, not right. I don't want to use the word right, but I just want it to be done in a way that shares the body of work best, if that makes sense. So I have to really sit with it and kind of figure out what am I going to do with that body of work because it's so cool. I don't have a title. I don't have like literally anything. I just have the files for the the masters. And I was just listening to it yesterday. And I said to myself, wow, like I, this is something I just feel like I can listen to over and over and over again and just f- continuously feel like really excited about, really, really proud of. So I want to make sure it's done in, in the best way possible. But I want to do more singles and I want to keep doing, you know, continuous singles like every month, two months, whatever it may be stay on a consistent train and continue to build buzz and grow in whatever way I possibly can. I think that's probably the best way to also really hone in on what and who Revive is as an artist and show listeners that. So more singles. There will be a a record at some point, but not anytime soon. And that's the plan. I was asked recently, I don't remember who asked me, but someone asked me like, how is, um, how is social shit different from Revive's debut single, Sahara? That was the song that I released in March. That single was something that I wrote a long time before, and I wrote it specifically to introduce Revive. It was just a story I had to tell at that time, you know, walking through the desert, trying to find home. Can I get there? That was the whole premise of that song. Since then, I have found home. I'm in my new home with my fiance and my puppy and my best friends. So a, that that's really the biggest thing that's changed since then. So because of that, the music's going to be different. This is really eerie and very dark, and I love that. Y'all know I like some weird production and, and some eerie vocal, you know, ad-libs and, and things of that sort. And with social shit, I said, well, how, you know, how can I tell this particular story? And I'm going to talk about what the story really is. I don't want to give too much away, but I'm going to talk more about it in a few minutes. But the main difference between Sahara and social shit is just the production quality continues to get darker and uh, more in-depth as a writer i always strive to be as in-depth and honest as possible there's certain parts of the song that i said oh should i say that you know should i get that that deep get that get to that point and i said yes you know it's how i feel and this is um this is a story that's very important to me so i want to say exactly what it is that that I feel tells the story in the strongest and most, you know, straightforward way possible. It's it's got more of that ghostly vibe that I always kind of talk about with Revive. I always say Revive is like 
ghostly alt pop, whatever that is, I don't know. But I, I wanted it to be more of that, more ghost-like and haunting and weird and just, you know, almost spooky in a sense. So this just kind of expands on what Sahara started. Sahara was, was Revive at the start. Now it's, you know, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. It's, it's like eight months, almost nine months later at this point. Very different since since that release. Things are different, my life has changed, and I wanted to go more in-depth. So that's probably the biggest difference, is just the depth of the, the darkness of the production. So Social Shit is kind of a weird title, and I had this concept a long time ago, just this overall concept, digging into the ethics of social media and curation. Curation is when you, you select carefully what is going to be on your feed. And everybody's feeds are, are curated. We, we choose what we want people to see. And although I think that that is great in certain contexts, because I don't think any of us really want to see um, or want others to see all aspects of our lives, but curation can also be really dangerous because, you know, you're only looking into a very, very small glimpse and you're foregoing certain parts of, of your life if you don't want people to see them. Social media is all about accessibility and over accessibility. Honestly, it's like a new kind of paparazzi. I had a MySpace for the first time when I was like, oh God, like 12 years old, I think. MySpace and Pure Volume, that was the first form, or those were the first forms of social media I ever had. And I realized very quickly that, you know, you can make your feed look a certain way to make you look a certain way. That was what I noticed from the get-go. As time has gone on and more social media platforms have emerged, you know, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, the obvious ones, it's only amplified because now we have all these types of platforms to share all different types of content, photos, videos, text, all different kinds of things, and each feed is curated. So I noticed as I continued to get older, you know, oh wow, people, you know, they make assumptions about people based on their curated feeds. They're making assumptions about who a person is based on the, the small part of their lives that they see. And especially in high school, that was something that really plagued me and, and troubled me. I was like, wow, you know, people think they know me just based on what I'm posting. I don't feel comfortable with that. I don't like that. So I would always try and post a ton so people would get a larger scope of me and then it was more more judgment based on on that. I got really loud on social media at a point, especially years ago when I was doing Hope Vista stuff, I was posting all the time, super annoying. And people I felt were thinking that they understood who I was based on those posts. And I didn't like that because it, it yes, my posts have always been authentic and I always, who I am online, you know, it's, you know, it, it is who I am, but it's only a piece of it. It's not all of it things that I choose to show. And that's how it is with influencers and just people in general. That was where the idea for social shit came because I was like, wow, this can be really toxic. This can be very dangerous because it opens the door for people wanting more and wanting to see more, especially with influencers and celebrities. They see a piece and they think that they have an open door into their lives because they can comment on their posts. They can share their opinions. They can message people directly. That extra accessibility is, like I said earlier, an expansion of the paparazzi. It's invasive and it's 
judgmental and it can kill people and that sounds really blunt but you know situations like what happened to, to the late princess diana this era of social media curation and accessibility is just like the paparazzi chasing her around 24 7 but now it's available for the whole world to see so it's it's gotten to a point where you know yes we're only seeing pieces of people's lives but it's not a good thing you know so social shit was born from that overwhelming troubling feeling of feeling like hey well you know it's really frustrating that people feel like they know you when they're only seeing a piece of you and they're taking all of their you know eggs and putting it into that you know particular basket instead of wanting to get to know you off the screen and i think we've all done that we've all made assumptions about people and you know based on their a photo they post an outfit that they wear anything that they post online instead of having a face-to-face or phone conversation or any kind of you know other conversation direct conversation with them to get to know them more and it started to really eat at me specifically when i graduated college and i was doing hope vista stuff posting more and more and more on socials to promote prevail that ep and you know especially like when dominance was about to come out i was posting more and more becoming more of an online presence to get people to you know uh you know i guess get people interested in the in the music and it started to really trouble me and stress me out when i realized okay well in the music industry now you have to maintain a certain level of um, an online presence you have to be online and that opens the door for people to think that they know who you are and for people to offer their opinions when they're not requested or for people to think that they are you know they have an open window into your life and then it's progressed as i've gotten older and because of that i've pulled back on social media quite a bit love promoting music love talking about it love interacting with people on socials but the overall dangers of of those particular ethics about social media curation and assumptions based on curation it it gave me this idea to write something way more in depth and that is what social shit is about and you'll hear it in the song you know when um when it drops on friday or well tomorrow night which i can't even believe that i'm saying that but i really hope that it's a it's a song that you you understand and that you you all um you know, I, I don't want people to relate to it because I don't want to know that anybody else experiences those kinds of frustrations and stressors. That makes me so sad to know that other other people are likely, you know, feeling or experiencing or have experienced the same thing. But I just hope that people enjoy it and, and like the overall arcing story. Sorry, I just hit the mic stand. So there was like a big pop sound. The overarching story of the song. And that is what uh, social shit is. It drops tomorrow night at midnight. So it's technically November 19th. Wherever you are, it drops at midnight. Um, there's a pre-save link in the description of this podcast and also on, on all of my socials. If you want to pre-save it, it adds it to your library in advance and that you know shows Spotify that there's interest in the track. And I'm also doing a little like giveaway with uh, pre-save. So if you pre-save the song, you're going to be automatically entered into a handwritten lyric sheet giveaway. I'm going to select two names at random on Saturday, November 20th and notify those those people who are selected and they will be sent a handwritten lyric sheet for social shit written and signed by me so if you want to pre-save it to enter then go ahead and do that through the link in the description here or in uh, the bios of any of my social media pages and i'm so nervous i'm like calm but i'm nervous i always get nervous it's always a sense of, of nervousness with the release but 
I love this song so much that I also feel a opposing stillness and I don't know how I'm feeling both at the same time but it's so nice to be promoting new music again and I, I can't wait for you guys to hear it it'll be available on all digital streaming platforms Spotify Apple music wherever you listen to music and uh, let me know what you guys think thank you guys so much for listening I hope you enjoy the single and I will talk to you next week bye guys